This is Optimal Work Daily, episode 1095. One question to help you get more done by Nir Eyal of nearandfar.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your host here. Welcome back to Optimal Work Daily or welcome for the first time if you're just discovering us. This is the podcast where I read to you every single day from the best work blogs on the web. That's it, that's what we do. And now we're gonna get right to our post for today and start optimizing your life. One Question to Help You Get More Done by Nir Eyal of nearandfar.com Struggling to stay focused? Knowing which external triggers serve you and which ones don't can help you get back on track. It was 9 a.m. and Wendy, a freelance marketing consultant, knew exactly what she needed to do for the next hour. Be in her office chair to write new client proposals, the most important task of her day. She fired up her laptop and opened the client's file on her screen eager to win new business. As she held her coffee mug with both hands and took a sip, a fantastic addition to the proposal entered her head. This is going to be great, she thought to herself. But before she had a chance to write down the idea, ping, her phone buzzed with a notification. Wendy ignored the intrusion at first. She jotted down a few words, but then the phone buzzed again with a different notification. This time, her focus faltered, and she became curious. What if a client needed her? She picked up her phone, only to find out that a trivial tweet by a celebrity rapper was reverberating through social media. After tapping out of the app, another notification caught her eye. Her mom had messaged her to say good morning. Wendy fired off a quick heart emoji to let mom know she was fine. Oh, and what's this? There was a bright red notification bubble over the LinkedIn app icon. Perhaps there was a big business opportunity waiting. Nope. It was just a recruiter who'd viewed her profile and sent an introductory message. Wendy was tempted to reply, but she remembered the time. It was now 9.20, and she hadn't made any progress on her proposal. Worst of all, she'd forgotten the big idea she had been so excited to add to it. How did this happen? She moaned to herself. Despite having important work to do, Wendy wasn't getting it done. She was, once again, distracted. Does this sound familiar? These distractions aren't caused by internal triggers, such as intrusive thoughts. They're external triggers, cues that arise in your environment that prompt you to act, including notifications, pings, dings, alarms, and even other people. External triggers are hard to ignore, but you can start to defend yourself by asking one question. Is this trigger serving me, or am I serving it? To understand why this question is so useful, Let's look a bit more closely at the effect external triggers have on us. How external triggers affect you. When BlackBerry launched push email in 2003, users rejoiced. They didn't need to constantly check their inbox for fear of missing important messages. When email comes, BlackBerry promised, your phone will tell you. That's what David Pierce wrote in Wired magazine in 2017. Apple and Google soon followed, making notifications part of their phone operating systems. Pierce continued, quote, Suddenly, there was a way for anyone to jump into your phone when they wanted your attention. Push notifications proved to be a marketer's dream. They're functionally impossible to tell apart from a text or email without looking. So, you have to look before you can dismiss. End quote. Checking those notifications comes at a high price. External triggers can rip us away from the task we plan to do at that moment. Researchers have found that when people are interrupted during a task, they tend to subsequently make up for lost time by working faster, but the cost is higher levels of stress and frustration. 
The more we respond to external triggers, the more we train our brain in a never-ending stimulus response loop. We condition ourselves to respond instantly. Soon, it feels impossible to do what we've planned because we're constantly reacting to external triggers instead of attending to what's in front of us. When this happens, we're serving the trigger. It's not serving us. Perhaps the answer is to simply ignore the external triggers. Maybe if we don't act on the notifications, phone calls, and interruptions, we can go about our business and quickly silence the interruptions when they happen. Not so fast. A study published in the Journal of Experimental Psychology, Human Perception and Performance, found that receiving a cell phone notification but not replying to it was just as distracting as responding to a message or call. Similarly, the authors of a study conducted at the University of Texas at Austin proposed that, quote, the mere presence of one's smartphone may impose a brain drain as limited capacity attentional resources are recruited to inhibit automatic attention to one's phone and are thus unavailable for engaging with the task at hand, end quote. By having your phone in your field of view, your brain must work hard to ignore it. But if your phone isn't easily accessible or visually present, your brain is able to focus on the task at hand. That's why I recommend purging unnecessary notifications to hack back your concentration. Triggers aren't always bad. Not all external triggers are harmful to our focus. In many ways, we can use them to our advantage. For example, short text messages providing words of encouragement are effective at helping smokers quit. A meta-study of interventions from 10 countries found, quote, the evidence provides unequivocal support for the efficacy of text messaging interventions to reduce smoking behavior, end quote. The trouble is, despite the potential benefits external triggers can provide, receiving too many can wreak havoc on our productivity and happiness. How then can we separate the good external triggers from the bad? The secret lies in the answer to the crucial question. Is this trigger serving me or am I serving it? This question helps you immediately identify what's helpful and what's not. From there, removing unhelpful external triggers is a simple step towards staying focused and getting more done. When I challenged Wendy, the marketing consultant struggling to stay focused, to ask herself the critical question, it empowered her to start putting unhelpful external triggers in their place she could begin to decide for herself which triggers led to traction instead of allowing her attention to be controlled by other people. Viewing external triggers this way, we can treat them like what they are, tools. If we use them properly, they can help us stay on track. If a trigger helps us do the thing we plan to do in our schedule, it's helping us gain traction. If it leads to distraction, then it isn't serving us. Asking the critical question is an important step to becoming indistractable. You just listened to the post titled One Question to Help You Get More Done by Nir Eyal of nearandfar.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit 
to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks so much to Nir, who is one of our regular contributors. Uh, He's got so many qualifications, I can't name them all, but I'll give you just a little bit of background on him. Nir holds a degree from Stanford Graduate School of Business. He has sold multiple companies. He's a best-selling author. And of course, he has an excellent blog, which is where I'm reading from today. That is at nearandfar.com. And a reminder that uh, in the site name there, Nir is spelled N-I-R, like his name. So for more insights on using psychology to change behavior, you can join Nir's newsletter and receive a free workbook at nearandfar.com, N-I-R and F-A-R dot com. So that's going to do it for today. I hope you enjoyed the post from Nir and that you'll be back again with me tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.